This is Come On Kinds with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Good evening, everybody, and welcome once again into the studio here in KCLR for Season 4, Episode 19 of Come On Kind. I am Martin Quilty, and delighted to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Anya Fahey. Good evening, Anya. Good evening, Martin. How are you? Good. Now, yourself? Oh, sure. Great. Great. Can't you were over in UPMC, Nolan Park, before you came over here I for was. a school's game. Disappointment for you? Yeah, disappointment for Tullerone. Um, Wine Gap beating us by five points on the day. But um, do you know what? It's great to get to a school's final, and you know that the girls have been in the final as well and unfortunately they were beaten by um, two points in extra time as well and that now the cracker. yeah and now the, the boys in the final as well so do you know what it's great it's it's great for such a small parish to be able to compete in it and you know whatever the case would be they still got to a final that's the main thing and they can be very very proud of themselves they certainly can right let's get down to business as the fella says we were in UPMC Nolan Park on Saturday. We're going to start with the senior game. First of all, it was the meeting of Kilkenny and Wexford. And while the game in Crow Park was a cracker yesterday, mm. we had our own cracker on Saturday because a bit like Kilkenny and Galway, Kilkenny were eight points ahead in the Leinster final. Yeah. Galway came back. Galway went two points ahead. Mm-hmm. Kilkenny were ten points ahead. Mm-hmm. Wexford came back yeah, and got a draw. Draw match, yeah. Crazy. <laughs> the whole game was crazy. Like, Absolutely talk, crazy. Talk us through it from, front, from start to finish because Wexford got off to the perfect start. Mm, a goal. Yeah. They could have had a goal within 15, 16 seconds. Yeah, they, they didn't. could have. Yeah. But they got one after three minutes, went one... 1-1 one, 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 I think, one, I think. Yeah. yeah do you know what they started off so well and you could see that they had a serious intent from the very beginning that you know they knew that if they could maybe get in a, an early goal it would really settle the nerves because like you know I suppose for the first round of the championship you know any team having to come up to Kilkenny and play Kilkenny in their own backyard it is a daunting experience for any team and I suppose like if you were to kind of look at it, the bookies you know Kilkenny would have been raging hot favourites in that well let's be fair we didn't give Wakes for much of a chance no, either no no we didn't like, and I suppose that's our, that's our expectation of you know where the Kilke- where Kilkenny senior Camogie team are at, and you know I suppose from the get go I think was a Chloe Fox that initially got the first shot in was saved, and then Chloe Fox got the first shot, yeah, yeah, and that was saved, and then like next thing Shelley Kyo got the goal, Shelley Kyo got the goal, but they they were really like pressing hard, mm-hmm. they were they were really trying to you know control the whole Kilkenny defence, but you have to say the Kilkenny defence actually stood strong. I felt like they were very very they, they you know they held themselves, kept going, and you know, Kilkenny, I suppose, once they kind of got that bit of awakening, I think, from Wexford within the first couple of minutes, they really started to hurl, started to push forward. And that's important that. because yeah. they did hurl. Yeah, they did. I just thought, like, like we spoke about it, you know, off air at half time of the match. Like, it felt like a, a different kind of a Kilkenny team. Like, they were really just like you know clawing it all back and you know just doing the simple basic things right and like and it made it look beautiful like when it went right like you know the passing was so good like everything was to the hand and there was no what really stood out to me at all especially in the first half there was absolutely no wastage of ball it wasn't like getting the ball hitting hope just get it out of the backs everything was so it was just so it was precise yeah. do you know what it was like they had a real game plan their strategy was working well and you could see everything and you know I suppose like I'm going to take Claire Feeling as that example do you know like she was on so much ball 
but she did everything. It was so simple what she was doing. Like there was none of these big massive solo runs up the field or anything like that. She got the ball. She took her quick quick few seconds to have a look around, see who was around her. But it's like she knew exactly where players are going to be. Everything was straight to the hand. Like and it was brilliant. It was absolutely excellent to see. And you know, for me, I felt like it was nearly a flawless first half performance once they kind of I suppose got over the hiccup of the early goal from Wexford they really kind of pushed on and they started like ensuing their dominance in the game and then went in a four points ahead yeah pulling that, just pulling that microphone just a fraction went in four points ahead then got a dream start in the second half had one 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 two unanswered one I think I counted it one three unanswered earlier on and then that was it it just completely I'm not going to say it came because to a halt yeah because it went to 115 to 15 yeah. after I think it was 7 minutes was gone seven in the first minutes, half like, you know we were gone nearly 8-10 points ahead like nearly at this ten, stage we were ten. Yeah. Yep. and then like all of a sudden it just stopped and I'm not going to say like you know it came to a halt I think you have to like you know really admire the pressure that Wexford were putting on him and I suppose like you know we have to go back to that unbelievable sideline score from Kira O'Connor yep. um, you know in the first half was absolutely phenomenal our first one our first one to see we don't get to see them so often but I think that really that really gave Wexford a massive boost and you could see that it gave Kira O'Connor a massive boost because herself and Grace Walsh were having an absolute amazing battle inside and Grace was on top like you have to say she certainly was on top of that game but when she got that sideline it's like something triggered really in, in the Wexford attack um, but that was in the first half as yeah. well so I mean you know they the were first still half four, was brilliant correct they were still four points down at half time mm-hmm. right so Kilkenny go in four points at half time they come along they scored one three go ten points ahead yeah. Shelley Kyo goes off and you remarked on this ever before yeah. the game started that she was really struggling even to run and she coming out yeah. she had to go off injured Mm-hmm. Look like you know what was going to fall out of Wexford. Yeah. And the opposite happened. The complete opposite happened. Like, Anya Lacey came on, made a massive she difference. She did. Linda Bulger gets the goal. Yeah. And then, like, you know, they got a very fortunate third goal there as well, which it kind of, to me, it kind of looked like it, it nearly evaded through a couple of Kilkenny players there. And But you're talking about a hit and hope. I mean, yeah. I can't remember who it was from Wexford. And I was looking at the clip earlier on today. They hit the ball into the square. Anya Lacey was literally standing on mm-hmm. the edge of the square. She just put up the hurl. Yeah. And whatever way, it hit, yeah, whatever way it hit off the hurl, yeah. it literally just fell down, deceived the backs, deceived Aoife Norris, yeah. went straight in the goal. And this was coming up to the 68th minute at this stage. Yeah. One point in and it is all. Yeah. Kenny hadn't scored in 10 plus minutes. There was mm-hmm. seven minutes of additional time added on in that space of time yeah, as yeah. well. And up pops Kiro O'Connor and gets a draw. And let's be fair, if that game had to go on for any length of time, mm. longer than what it did, Wexford would probably have come away with a victory. Yeah, I think so. And I think that's very fair to say. And I don't think, I think anybody who was at the game or who has watched any of the highlights from the game or watched the game online would have to agree with that. If there was another couple of minutes in that game, the momentum was clearly with Wexford. The fight was with Wexford as well. And they kind of knew that they had Kilkenny by the scruff of the neck and they were really trying to punish hard. Like you could just see the elation in Wexford after the match. Okay, yes, they didn't get the three points on the board they might as well have but they didn't think coming up to Kilkenny that they were even going to get a point from it and by God do you know what this could be this could be either the revival of Wexford Camogie 
or it could be well, let's, a flash in the pan. Yeah, that's it. They're, they're one hit wonder. I hope it doesn't because I think I after the performance that they gave, I really hope that they can push on from that. Like, and you'd like to you like to see them go, um, getting better. You like to see like you know Leinster Camogie doing really well. But yeah, like Wexford were just just keep a head on that they microphone. Were just, don't, um, don't ask me what's going on here today. With uh, they were excellent. To be fair, like you know Kilkenny. I, disappointment I, it was really really disappointing but the one thing I have to say I don't think you can blame the backs I felt like the backs really really worked extremely hard and like not one of the six of them could be faulted at all um, I think you know they literally put their head on the line and to be honest with you I think like there was at one stage and I, and I actually think the way Kilkenny had lined out it probably nearly worked to the advantage of Wexford at one stage especially in the last couple of minutes of the game when Wexford were really on top if you looked up you literally had two Kilkenny players that were sitting on the edge of the square inside but like they had their the half back line for Wexford the midfield for Wexford were literally all nearly pushed up well inside midfield and up so like there was more Wexford players actually attacking the ball and like when you have all those players around in that space Kilkenny were finding it very hard to get you know the really good passes out because Kilkenny don't like getting rid of ball they don't like wasting ball and like it, it clearly showed that when Wexford put the pressure on Kilkenny just didn't they didn't have an answer for it they certainly didn't well I managed to catch up with Brian Dowling after God this is so strange sorry folks if just we're, we're fiddling around with things here because things are not really working right for us this evening when it comes to technology my headphones are not working the microphones are all over the place but anyway we'll try and get through it as best as we can on you like we always do but I did manage to catch up with Brian Dowling after the game and to get his thoughts on what was a very 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 strange game for Kilkenny because they had one foot in to get the first three points of the game and ten points ahead and they threw that lead away and were lucky to come away with the draw in the end so let's see what Brian had to say after the match Brian Dillon you're probably like all the Kilkenny supporters here today we have a sense of shock looked on your face they're 10 points up early in the second half he seems to be cruising Wexford like come back and get a draw give us your override emotions after the final whistle very disappointed you know when you're 10 points up in a game you want to be winning it and seeing it out so look, we'll have to look back and see where it all went wrong because you know that's not good enough obviously by 10 points but look no one went out to do that uh, so that's the girls there you know it's in their own hands you win the last two games you top the group so we just have to get our heads down now and play one and be ready for Dublin in two weeks Wexford certainly came here with a game plan and they started very quickly could have had a goal maybe after 14 or 15 seconds you seemed to stem that tide and rattled off a couple of scores and you know went in ahead at half time so you must have been happy enough with the first part performance yeah look first half was, was okay you know, some nice scores you know, delighted the response in the second half we came out all guns blazing and blew them away there that just shows what we can do we just need to do it for longer you know it's not good enough doing it for 10 minutes in each half you have to up the ante the whole time you know 10 points there and the turn around so that's not good enough and we have to rectify it. Especially in the second half your backs seemed to be very sturdy they were on top they were winning lots of ball but I don't know what to say about the two goals like from your point of view I know Wexford got three in total but especially the two in the second half what was your view on them? Yeah look I can't remember the, the first one or the second one going in was the first broke through the middle like you know the last one was very soft you know just afflicted the net we have to be stronger there make sure she's not getting that touch um, you know look you can't be conceding three goals at this level it's not good enough um, 
and look, I said we have to sort that out. You know, we scored 117. We probably only scored two points in the last quarter, so you know, if we had to get another few points there, we would have won the game. So that's that's disappointing. You went 10 minutes from the 51st minute onwards without a score as well for Kilkenny. It certainly helped Wexford come back in again. But do you feel that that might be the period of time that the game fell away from you in that space? Oh yeah, it definitely was the period. You know, we totally were out hurled at that that part. You know, we probably weren't getting the ball through to the to the girls inside. There was loads of space in there. We just weren't getting any ball in. You know, and they were dangerous. They were winning ball and we were scoring in there, but we stopped getting it through. We weren't able to win it. It's probably around the middle sector. So that, that's that's disappointing. But look, we just have to play one now. We're, the year isn't over and like that. So we just have to put the you know everyone drive it on now again on Tuesday night. The good thing about it is it's not a loss. Points could be very vital. Draws could be vital at the end of the day as well. Dublin now in a fortnight's time, regroup and get together and head to Dublin and take on the the Dubs and see if you can get uh, four to three points. Yeah, exactly. Look. Dublin are not going to fear us after the two games this year so and everyone look you're all earning champions everyone raises their game against so we know that and look we just have to knuckle down now and make sure we're ready for Dublin it's still the same situation as the, the last day we still have to win and that's the way it is we've gone up there to hopefully get the win and keep us in the championship Well listen I know it's not always easy to do interviews after this and appreciate the time so thanks Mill yeah, Thanks Sarah that was Brian Dowling there having a chat to me after the game and when you see contrasts and managers emotions afterwards I mean I managed to catch up with Colin Sutherland after he was getting interviewed by the streaming crew and by RTE that was there as well and just have a listen to the contrast because one manager down and dejected the other absolutely delighted with his team and the way they performed and here's what Colin had to say to me after the game I'm here with Wexford manager Colin Sutherland and he has a big smile on his face in one way. What a performance by Wexford to come to the All-Ireland Champions in their own backyard and get a result after being 10 points down. You certainly must be delighted with that team's performance. Yeah, look, I'm yeah, absolutely delighted, I suppose. I, I do have to keep reining myself. It was a draw. You know, we didn't win the game, uh, but it's an important point on the board. But the biggest thing for us, what we're trying to do in Wexford is, I suppose, break it back into top four and five by little Blinden box and get that little pride back going again. You know, I think it's about 10 years ago since we competed three in a row so you know we have been there before it's not, it's not going to happen overnight but the one thing I do hope that these girls realise the belief and the deserve to be in stages like this you know Well I was just talking to Kira, uh, the two Kiras actually there earlier on Kira Story and Kira O'Connor um, and I asked him the same question because by your standards you probably didn't have a great league you didn't have a good Leinster Championship and that performance there today like really was unexpected from I suppose if you're looking from a media or a neutral point of view but it seems like he always had it in the tank like it was exceptional Well look I, I spent you spend I suppose when you're involved in the team whether, whether you're good or bad you're convinced yourself you're good enough you know and then someone mentions it during the week Kenny you're trying to do on and you're saying geez am I cutting myself here or what but no I, I certainly have belief like I, it's only extra on the scene obviously we named the team but I actually looked at it last night somewhere on social media and you see it up in front of you you're saying you know this is it's not a bad team like you know especially I looked at our full forward line uh, three St. Martin's girls and I'm, I was spending enough time out and them girls get me enough sleep plus nights our team so you know it's in them you know and it's just all over the field as well I suppose things looked ominous for you for a long period in the second half. 10 points down early on and then Shelley Kyo going off with an injury as well but that comeback the fight I mean it was unbelievable and to get the draw and you probably if it had to go on a couple of minutes more you may have come away with victory yeah look at it definitely but at the same time I suppose we were nearly happy to blow it up now at that stage because we were, would have been gutting to lose that by a point or two after getting back level but uh, you know it's funny enough I, I've been saying it we've been referencing it in, in training the last few weeks if you look at the Leinster Hurling Championship the Munster Hurling Championship 10 point leads aren't much anymore you know we were 16 points up against Westmead in, a, in the in the Leinster Championship likewise following week we were 8 or 9 only against Kilkenny in the hurling so it's one thing we're referenced whether we're up by 10 points or down by 10 points we, we keep going and look, look at this an old trait Kilkenny 
that we want to get that spirit as well that we never say that you never give up you know but you have Tipperary now next up Kilkenny playing Dublin Tipperary had a big win against Dublin today as well the draws in games can often come down to groups whether you qualify or not out of it this could be a vital point for Wexford it could be a vital point look it's a tough group you know because I, I, I don't I don't uh, I don't think there's much sense in the way the groups are done I don't know why they changed the championship in the first place uh, I, I've said that uh, I thought it was a great championship two groups of six uh, you've three groups of four this year and if you look at uh, you know you've in group one you, you've three division one teams in, and you've won division one B team in our group we're in with three division one A and we're one B and then in the third group they're all division one B teams so I think there has to be a bit of fairness somewhere along the line a bit of seed and I just cannot understand for the life of me why they changed the damage from the group two of six and seeded and everyone was going to get the fair shot at but you know look at uh, win or lose I, I, you know, I think that's four points is nearly always safety mark so the point can be valuable but I still, still think we'll probably have to get two wins to qualify Tipperary performance like that confidence going into it can you do it? Look it's home advantage uh, which I think will, will count it'll help um, we will we, we, we know we'll, we'll have to refocus and we just well, like I said you start you do, we have to realise we drew this match we didn't win it but with two weeks which is a good thing give us less pull down a little bit of a high and drive on then again Well listen well done outstanding performance delighted to see Wexford doing so well probably not again our own counties but uh, we need you back up at the top table so well done Thanks very much Thank you. You can hear the two contrasting differences between the two managers there, Brian Dowling absolutely dejected and you could see that even by the, the shortness of the interview as well with it because normally I can draw them out a little bit longer and to get a, a bit more out of them but um, it certainly wasn't happening but Colin Sutherland I mean what an amazing job he has done so far. The league may not have went very well for them. Leinster Championship didn't go very well but this mm. could kickstart their campaign. Yeah it certainly could and I suppose like you know they have a big game now coming up against Tipperary in in two weeks time and as he said there they have home advantage and you know what what great preparation to go into that after getting a draw against the All-Ireland champions and you know they are going to realise now that they they certainly can mix it with the best in the country and you know they're going to really want to push themselves as well and do you know what if results go their way if they get a result against Tipperary and you know if they get a result against Dublin they're going to be fighting for the top place position with Kilkenny at the end of the day well I mean the next story is absolutely unbelievable because a lot of players might know I think she's in her early 30s at the minute but Kira Story um, I think going back in 2016 if I'm not mistaken she would have been 26 I think that's when it was she was actually diagnosed with MS Mm. and potentially said that's it won't be playing Camogie anymore and she played a stellar performance for Wexford at the weekend at full back and I've refereed her many many a time at underage with Wexford she's an absolutely unbelievable player a lovely girl as well plus the fact she was so nice as the first Wexford player I did see to come and have a chat with me after the final whistle on Saturday evening and here's what the brilliant Kira Story had to say about Wexford performance I'm here with Kira Story after what was an unbelievable game of Camogie you looked like you were dead and buried early on in the second half 10 points down but what a comeback for yourselves and a draw here in UPMC Nolan Park in the first round of the championship what's your override feeling after the game? Um, look it's a bit of a kind of mix we're delighted I suppose we're the All-Ireland champions but then again like we feel like we could have won it as well so we're disappointed too so I suppose we just need to we have a few little kind of niggly injuries kind of get our heads down again and go for another few weeks maybe kind of being the underdogs I think suit us I don't think a whole lot of people rate us after 
the last few years but we've been putting in a lot of work with Colin and Shane and the lads and we're just going to keep driving on now we have a two week break anyway so we'll take that we'll keep training hard and hopefully now put it up to Tipperary as well As I said 10 points down what were you thinking early on in the second half were you worried at any stage that you could come back into the game at that moment in time because I think there was only 35 or 36 minutes gone on the clock like when they went 10 points ahead Yeah look there was a bit of a gap there I suppose the freeze I won't say a whole lot about the freeze so some of them weren't some of them weren't um, I think maybe they kind of were the ones that kind of set us back more and we kind of I think our discipline went a little bit better then for the second half we kind of got a good bit of an eight and a half time over it so look at it it's kind of our own fault those 10 points you know so we're well able to kind of tape with the top teams and look hopefully we'll keep going we'll keep working hard and see how it goes for us You had an outstanding performance right from your goalkeeper all the way down but Kira O'Connor is something special in at full forward they're getting the two pointer from the sideline as well and getting that levelling score he could have won it I heard you saying it to someone a couple of more minutes he could have actually had Kenny on the ropes and he could have came away with the victory yeah, look, Akira is absolutely excellent. She's brilliant. And the work that she puts in, she had a knee injury there for the league final and she's after making it back completely down to her dedication and the rehab that she's doing. Having Sarah as well, they're in fairness to them, they can see each other really, really well, but everyone is kind of starting to work together. The league, I suppose, it went well for us until the final, but we just needed that kind of click to come for us and thankfully it's kind of starting to come now. So look, we have a few more weeks, we're going to keep going. And even then we have the younger girls coming on, like I think it was Maria Dowd's first day there today and sure there wasn't a bother on her there in the corner. She'd have, she'd have kept going for another hour if you asked her to. So yeah, just keep going there for the next two weeks and hopefully then we'll we'll be somewhere around with Tipperary. What is it about Kilkenny and Wexford games, either in Nolan Park or Wexford Park? You certainly bring out the best in each other and that was an absolute classic of a game there today. Even for the spectators, it was brilliant to watch. Uh, yeah, I just think well, Exeter and Kilkenny, I suppose it's similar in the sense that like we're hurling. It's all kind of about the hurling and the way that we hurl. There's no kind of game plans and kind of tricks and you do this. Everyone goes out, tries their hardest. We, but we all pick up each other, mark a player. There's none of these free players here, there. You pick it up and you hurl kind of one-on-one. On one and kind of, I think that works. I think it's the hurling and camogie kind of does that. And it, it suits both of us, I think. We drive each other on. Well, well done. You had a brilliant game here this afternoon. And who knows what can happen now in the rest of the championship? Oh, look, hopefully you're right. <laughs> Thanks for who knows is right that was Kira's story of course we were just actually discussing this earlier on hard to believe that she has more All-Irelands than the old fella I mean what a hurler he was you know an All-Ireland captain 1996 and Kira has two All-Ireland medals in her back pocket from 2010 and 2011 as well so you can imagine the banter that goes on in that household as well when Kira can put her hand up and say well da I have more than you um, somebody else that played absolutely outstanding at the weekend as well was Kira O'Connor and she was named player of the match afterwards and I managed to catch up with the young lady as she was heading into the changing rooms with her award and here's what Kira had to say to myself Kira O'Connor just been talking to Kira's story there unbelievable performance by Wexford year after getting a draw against the All-Ireland champions in their home patch after being 10 points down as well early on in the second half and you got the level and score as well you had an outstanding performance sub up that emotions though after the final whistle because something tells me you think that maybe you could have uh, won that at the end yeah look I suppose you're always going to come away disappointed when you don't get to win but equally we would have been just as disappointed if we came away with a loss so I suppose the two performances that were put in from both sides it was probably a fair thing obviously you're always going to want to get the win but um, I suppose it's the first step championship we have uh, two, two weeks now until we have tip at home so hopefully that'll lift it um, hopefully after getting the win it'll put Wexford Camogie back up a little bit and maybe we'll get the supporters for our home game What has changed in the last couple of weeks because the 
Leinster Championship didn't go too well for you the league didn't go too well but that performance out there is outstanding it's probably one of the best games I've seen Wexford play in a long time where has the, the confidence come from all of a sudden because you were outstanding um, well I suppose we've been taping away we've been doing what we've been asked to do our backroom team have been asking us to do anything and everything and we've done it for them um, I suppose league we were probably trying to balance doing it all at the same time girls with colleges and then trying to do pre-season as well so maybe that little bit of a break before Lens Championship coming into this uh, might have done us the world of good get a few practice games and to get familiar with the team there's a few girls in that may have not have been there last year so it's just getting that bond and I suppose believing the players around us and take it step by step that was the first step so two weeks time again we'll go Your own performance was outstanding there today getting a goal and I don't know how many points at the minute including a two-pointer from a sideline have you ever scored a two-pointer even at practice never mind in a match setting because it's our first one ever and we were delighted to see it here <laughs> uh, No I haven't not in a match I have once or twice in training I suppose so um, sure look you may as well go for it when you get the chance um, wasn't that far out so I suppose I probably knew I had the distance um, as for the other scores sure I was in the right place at the right time it was girls outfield that were doing the uh, hard work to get the ball in so I was just there in the right time to let it in and get scores She does this to me every time I go do an interview Kira, well done on an outstanding performance and the best of luck to you and Wexford in the rest of the championship Perfect, thank you very much Thanks million. Every single time Anya Fahey no matter where I am in whatever pitch in the county and when the producer is on the PA system she just has to go along and make an announcement <laughs> It's all about her <laughs> Anyway, um, well done to Wexford. Brilliant performance all around and uh, we look forward to hopefully it's going to be a good championship for them yeah. now. Um, let's be fair. Uh, we'll I come think t- this result has kind of set up the championship to be wide open. Well, it certainly could know? be. Um, I mean, the other game that was played in that because these are the first round games that was played in Group 2 was Tipperary and Dublin. You did predict that Tipperary was going to win this mm. one pretty comfortably enough, which they did do, 2-19 to 1-6. So they now have a two-week break before their next games and we're not going to preview them games until next week because they are coming up. But um, it does mean after the first lot of games in Group 2 is the Tipperary are top of the table with three points with a plus Sixteen score difference and Kilkenny and Wexford on one point each and as we always say points can be so crucial yeah. when it comes down look at the league uh, last year Kilkenny knocked out on score difference yeah, yeah. Cork and Galway getting through to it so you know points especially for Wexford points could be vital yeah absolutely huge draw matches could play a big part in this this yeah. year like we've seen it in other years they've certainly paid played huge dividends when it comes to even relegation as well so you know that could both be a massive result for both teams really you'd never know right let's preview the senior games then for this weekend coming because Group 1 continues after the first lot of games was played on the 3rd of June this Saturday coming on the 17th of June at 3pm we have the meeting of Cork and Down in Parky Keefe Down in Cork so after Cork's victor, no Cork lost the first game sorry yet Galway can they bounce back with victory over Down in this one because Down and Clare was close enough but Down lost it as well Mm. so two coming in on the back of a loss who's going to win this game? Do you know what I think it's a a big task for Down especially having to travel down to Cork Um, but you know what I think Cork No pun intended No I think Cork and Galway obviously that was definitely probably going to be the biggest game in, in that group in 
that group and it was potentially going to be a top of the table clash and I know it was only the first round of games but you know it kind of was to be fair um, but I think you know Cork a bit, a bit the first round game is a bit like Kilkenny and Galway, Galway last, last year, year in yeah. the very last round to yeah. see who was going to qualify out of it so there's no easy games going to be in it but you're going for Cork in this one yeah I think you'd have to fancy Cork in this I think you know certainly after the defeat they had in the first round I think that they will be trying to push themselves um, because they'll want to be coming out like you know it's it's kind of a matter of they have to win this game if they want yeah. to if they want to qualify so I think yeah you would have to fancy uh, Cork in that game Now Clare and Galway is next in Cusick Park and Ennis we know what Clare are like in Cusick Park they are very hard to beat they have a good home record albeit maybe that the results okay when I say they have a good home record they play well at home maybe mm. they don't get the results that they deserve yeah. they are hard to beat in Cusick Park Galway are coming to town can mm. they cause an upset in this game or is Galway going to keep momentum going and keep top of the table uh, flying high for themselves as well I think when you look at it and you look at the, t- the form team this year so far you have to look at Galway I suppose you know they had maybe a shock you know started their league campaign but since then they haven't actually turned back they've they've been getting stronger and stronger and I suppose like you know they've had a really good run out in their first game against Cork like you know they had a massive test there and I think that's only going to make them stronger going into the next round so you would have to you would have to say Galway would be coming with the win there for that Okay we'll move along then to group three because there is also two round of games down for this weekend coming the first one is going to be between Antrim and Offaly no time or venue on that that has a Saturday throw-in um, whatever time it is going to be so is Offaly's bad start to the campaign with their first day against Waterford going to continue against Antrim and is Antrim's good start going to continue against Limerick yeah I think yeah I think listen you're probably going to get an Antrim victory out of this um, I feel like Offaly are potentially maybe I don't know if they're really up to it just as yet. I know there's an awful lot of rebuilding and I, I think it is going to take a while for them to rebuild and you want to see them competing at the top like cause there is such a really strong tradition in Offaly Camogie and I always feel like I'm always going against them but um, I do think you'd have to look at Antrim really in this game. Well, that's a possibility. All right, um, we'll have to wait and see when it comes to it. Now, there's a slight change to the schedule because Limerick and Waterford are going to take place on Sunday this weekend coming. It has a two PM throwing. It's in Capamore. It is a home game for Limerick. Now, what about this one? Can Waterford keep momentum going? We know where they got to last year. They got to the Lee or the All Ireland quarter final mm-hmm. or semi final, I should semi-final, say. Yeah. They actually played Limerick in the quarter final mm-hmm. and beat him fairly comprehensively in the end yep. so are we going to have a repeat of the quarterfinal that we had last year or can Limerick put it up to Waterford do you know what I think Waterford are certainly a team this year that are looking to improve on where they were last year and I think that every game that they play they get stronger they're constantly building momentum and I think they're definitely going to be one of the teams that will seriously need to watch I think you know they are not afraid to come up with the, the so-called top tier teams and they're not afraid to mix it with them um, and I think you're looking at you'd be looking at a comfortable Waterford victory here Okay well obviously the other bit of news that came out as well at the weekend and it is gone up online now so I can announce it officially the quarterfinals it looks like 
are going to be part of a double header with the hurling senior semi-finals on the weekend of well, the 8th and 9th of July because I can see one of the games on the 8th has a 3.30pm throw-in in Crow Park while the one on the Sunday has a 1.30pm throw-in in Crow Park. If that's the case, it will be brilliant and what an occasion it will be. Huge but the real big news coming out for the week is that UPMC Nolan Park is going to host this year's All-Ireland Senior Camogie semi-finals on the 22nd of July with a 3.30 and 5.30pm throw-in time there so unbelievable yeah brilliant absolutely brilliant I suppose like you know first of all to have the quarterfinals in Crow Park it's absolutely brilliant it's a great occasion it's maybe given the teams that haven't necessarily had the opportunity to play in Crow Park because you know it's or in front of a big crowd or, yeah and I suppose like because it's been predominantly used for like the semi-finals and the finals I think it's given the those teams like a massive opportunity to experience it um, that day and you know to get fans and supporters up for it too so you know that's absolutely brilliant and I think you know uh, you know UPMC Nolan Park for the semi-finals I think it's going to be absolutely brilliant I think it's going to and I suppose like when you look at it, the hurling at the weekend uh, Joe Canning kind of made reference to it I think maybe having the smaller capacity for the semi-final I actually think that's going to bring an even bigger atmosphere to the day of the semi-finals and I think it's going to be absolutely brilliant Well they actually said it because if you take a crowd mm. with say of 10 to 12,000 yeah. and you put them into Thurles or you put them into Crow Park they're lost yeah. completely mm. you put them into a nice compact stadium yeah. like UPMC Nolan Park or you know uh, Parky Creef is a decent one as yeah. well but again the people lost in that stadium as yeah. well the all Ireland Minor Final last year is a prime example of that Mm-hmm. 26 odd thousand capacity yeah. full atmosphere brilliant yeah. couldn't be any better it's nice and handy to get to kick any you have a yeah. motorway from most of the spots around the place people should be coming to mm-hmm. Kilkenny that day to watch whoever is going to be in the semi-finals and please God we'll keep our fingers crossed that we will be taking part in one of them but look it's brilliant the promo- the height and the promotion mm-hmm. of giving players the best facilities that yeah. is available because as far as I know Crow Park are not available that weekend and that's why they're coming yeah. to Kilkenny but we're delighted that they are coming to Kilkenny so we'll keep an eye on all them but that finishes the senior championship right we'll move on to the intermediate championship then and there was two games down for last week weekend in group one and they were the meetings of Cork and Dublin. Cork coming away with the victory, bouncing mm-hmm. back after the last two Kilkenny the week before, a little bit expected? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, Cork would have been very um, we'll say put out maybe to lose against uh, Kilkenny, I suppose like, you know, they've played Kilkenny three times pr- pr- three times prior to that, uh, to that game this year and they've beaten Kilkenny you could say comprehensively enough in those games so I think you know in well in two of the games I suppose you know they obviously drew it in, in one of them but like I think they were probably not one bit happy with losing the championship game the big one that you, you don't want to be losing that No you could see that afterwards yeah, um, as well and I think you know certainly it was always going to be a case that they were going to bounce back from it yeah it certainly was. Kilkenny travelled to Athenroy up to Kenny Park in Galway to take on the home side there knowing that victory against Galway was going to put them top of the table in this one and they did come away with a 19 points to 11 victory to keep momentum going mm-hmm. for the team. I think it was important after the, vi- the victory like no disrespect to Dublin we kind of expected having played them in the Leinster Championship that that result was going to go the way it did. Yeah. Cork on the other hand was a sticky point for them you know Mm -hmm. if they played well got a draw 
great. They yeah. didn't. They got the victory. Yeah. So momentum carrying into Galway, I felt, was important to get the result. Whether yeah. it be a point or two, didn't matter. Yeah, yeah. But to come away with an eight-point victory as well and stay top of the table, very well done to all the players and the management. Yeah, do you know what? Absolutely brilliant. There's certainly, there's a whole new lease of life to this intermediate squad and I think, you know, they're only getting stronger and you can see there's a real sort of camaraderie between them and they're very much a unit as well and you know I think you know they're just they're they're just being they're just fantastic they're putting in some great performances they're hungry when you can see some of them you see there's real leaders kind of stepping up onto the field and they look hungry they want victory they want success and you know they're not afraid to drag up the younger ones with them as well which is really really great to see and I think do you know what they had such a really good league campaign obviously getting the silverware in the Leinster campaign was an added bonus but when it mattered most, when they needed to perform most, they kept their best for championship and they really are pulling out all the stops. And I think other teams are going to be very, very wary about meeting Kilkenny. Yeah, well, they certainly are. I suppose the fixtures sense in a way, we might allude to that in a minute, the mm-hmm. way they were kind of structured out for the players themselves. But Shem Kelly actually had a meeting earlier on this evening and he couldn't join us live on the podcast. But I managed to catch up with himself before he went into it. And here's what Shem Kelly had to say to me earlier on. Good evening, Seamus Kelly. How are you this evening? Oh, it would be helpful if I push the button. Sorry. <laughs> False start. Let's try that again, Jim. How are you this evening? <laughs> all good, Martin. <laughs> ah, sure. All good. It wouldn't be a Monday evening if something didn't go right or I didn't push the wrong button somewhere along the line. Yourself and the team made the journey to Kenny Park in Athenroy at the weekend for your final game in the Glendimplex Intermediate Championship as you took on Galway, having gone into the game with two victories under your belt. Another victory certainly would have kept you nicely at the top of the table. And it worked out very well for yourselves because you won 19 points to 11. There's only a point in it at half time, so it was close enough uh, first half, but you certainly made hey when the sun shines, as the fella says, in the second half and came away with three wins out of three. So overall, one, you must be happy with the result and two, give us your thoughts on the game against Galway. Yeah, look, first, yeah, no, we're, we're, we're delighted to get to the result in the end and I suppose it was a target we set ourselves up to in the try top of the group because of what it does, it gives you options to either go straight to a semi or at least in a quarter final. So at least, you know, one or two options available to us now. So both overall, the game... The last time we played Galway would have been back, I think, around February, started the league, and at half time, the scoreline there was seven points apiece. And I suppose on Saturday it was eight points to seven, but um, I suppose in the second half of that league game, we pushed on a hell of a lot where, where this time the Galway team had really, really improved. There was a lot of work, you know, I could really see they'd done a lot of work over the, the time they had between the last time we played them. And it was a difficult game in the first half, you know, you know Galway really, really um, put us under pressure. But again, you know, at half time, you know, the girls kind of got their thoughts together and like we seem to be doing in a lot of games as we come out of the second half, we come out of the traps early and even though Galway were kind of closing out any goal, goal opportunities, we're getting, you know, we're able to find the post now and that's why a lot of games played this year, Martin, they were hitting 19, 18, 17 points 
not even including goals. So look, it was a good performance overall. Look, we just wanted to get the result at the end of the day, top of the group, and see where that gets us. So look, we're, we're happy, happy with the moment, anyway. Well, you certainly will be because you are definitely top of the group at the minute, anyway. And depending on other results, you could go in as group winners as well into the draw. As we said before on this podcast, there's no guarantee that you're going to get straight into the semi-final, as there is three groups just for our listeners, and whoever tops the group actually goes into a pot or a hat, and two teams are pulled out and they go straight through to the semi-finals. The team that's left goes into the quarter-finals with teams two and three. Now, my question to you is: I suppose you are top of the group, and I've asked this question about people before. I asked Chap Clear to know whether he'd like to go straight into the semi-final or have a quarter-final spot. You're in a situation now where you were out three weekends in a row for whatever reason. There's other games left in this competition still to be played. You now have to wait for them to be finished. And for the quarter-final stages themselves, you're looking at a three-week break now. So would you be rather have a quarter-final spot if you come out of the draw in the quarter-final spot or to have a break into the semi-final spot, which I think you're probably looking at four to five weeks I think they're on the weekend of the 22nd as well so if in your shoes which would you rather? Yeah look it, it, I think from, from our shoes um, we'd be aiming to you know, get, get to a semi-final um, and I suppose the, the reason behind that is that if you take into account all the league games we played week in week out we only had one weekend off in which we actually played a practice game for the for the panel and then we straight into Leinster and straight into championship so the intermediates have been on the road like, for, 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 for a long time there so I think the couple of weeks would, would do us a lot of good especially to get some injuries cleared up and allow us to take kind of stock of all the games we played this year and start finding where we can start finding new improvements to be able to you know compete in the in the knockout stages um, so yeah look it's going to be hard to know I suppose the draw won't have until the 1st of July and if we, if we end up in the quarter final you'll be out straight away the next week so at the moment the management team here we're trying to devise two plans one if we end up in the quarter final and two if we end up straight in the semi-final so, so we'd, we'd, we'd be aiming if we got the semi-final we'd be happy enough but if the quarter final comes we'll be, we'll be, we'll be ready for I suppose momentum really did carry into this game because he had such a good run at Leinster I suppose it's kind of a pre-season competition as such for the championship because as many challenge matches as you may be able to get and we heard Brian talking about this last week it's nearly impossible to get challenge games currently at the minute anyway so having the Leinster competition before you started the All-Ireland Series certainly helped you with momentum winning that bringing the silverware into the first game that you did play against Dublin you had them a couple of weeks previous you came out of that fairly decent enough then I suppose the Cork game really was the catalyst one two weekends ago where you came away and overturned an 8 point victory in the league our final replay against them to come away with an 8 point victory so adding that together with the game against Galway it's certainly putting you in a nice spot at the top of the table and giving you a good score difference as well at the minute yeah, no, I know it definitely is, and you know all those games week in week out, and again, the Leinster Championship is absolutely brilliant, and you know it's great the way it's position just just leading the championship because you know it gives you that great opportunity to get yourself into a championship mindset, and again the fact that the Leinster Championship is is knockout territory, you know we now have experience of three games which were knockout, you had to you had to win them like there was no there was no other way about it, you know where I suppose in the group stages if you don't come top you still have a chance to fight for second to end up in the quarter final, so look between the league the Leinster and the championship games we're having is after helping this group 
a lot to grow and kind of mature um, to, to, to the panel that they are you know and every week we go back training you just see improvements right through the panel so look it's been it's, it's been a great journey so far but we're only we're only we're still on the road you know and look it's it's going to get very serious now over the next two three four weeks whatever you know because you know yourself married this time of the year anything can happen and just because we top the group doesn't necessarily mean we have a right to go all the way so we have to get back to brass tacks as a saying kind of you know yeah, back to basics and you know start working from, from the bottom up again No yeah and there's a lot of matches still to be played even to get to the decider back in August as well and if you look at some of the results even the last one uh, with Derry and Carlo as well I mean we would have had Derry down as probably one of the contenders for the Intermediate Championship this year so they're not going to get any easier I suppose in the, the period of time that you have leave inserts and you have other exams that's going on as well and now that we hear potential in other counties that girls are going off on J1s etc and girls are walking away from the panels because commitments and work commitments etc is getting in the way how are you finding uh, that on year end of things I'd say that the girls are absolutely brilliant I, and I, I, I'll give credit to four girls in particular we have leaving search there Claire Donny Richard Brennan and Ellen Gunner and Emma Hall and I spoke to them early on about how they wanted to manage their leaving search and they just looked at me for two heads saying that we'll be training with you through it and in fairness they did and whatever time they needed they came to me and we gave it to them you know um, other than that the rest of the panel are all they're all in this like you know they're, they're brilliant their commitment is, is second to none you have, you have three girls driving up from Cork Martin you know what I mean through the course of the year to be part of this you know and that type of commitment throughout the panel and you have girls coming out from college during the winter when we're, when we're training in the, in the muck and the rain you know so no one can question the commitment to these girls they're fantastic you know they're credit themselves for clubs for families you know, and that's why I really want to help get the, this group, you know, as far as they can, and kind of showcase them on the big stage if we, if we can get that far. You know, and the results this year have shown that commitment too. You know, getting to a league final, yes, they got to a replay, didn't go away. Getting to a, a Leinster final and winning it, and now topping the group, they're all nice milestones to reach. But to have their eyes set now on a bigger, on a bigger target. And, just try the management team to do our best to get them there you know so. yeah you certainly you certainly seem to have a good core of girls that's there as well but like the other counties are you losing anyone this year to J1s or um, work wise with commitments and that's that obviously girls come in at the start of the year etc and that they find it because let's be honest for management and for teams as well it is a huge commitment to be part of an inter-county team throughout the year and obviously circumstances change for different people as well so are you lucky enough that you still have a, a good core of players or are you losing out on anyone through travelling no, around no. that way? No, 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 we're, we're, we're very fortunate that way. You know, like everyone is everyone is still is still on board, still pushing hard. So look, we're we're, we're happy enough for the group of that and you know we're, we're coming to the to the closing stages now of the of the championship and this is where it matters the most, you know, but not everyone is on board and pushing towards the same goal which is what you want over team well that's good coming up I suppose now over the next couple of weeks before you find out whether it is going to be a quarter final or you get straight into the semi-final what's the plan for yourself and the girls because I think you're going to uh, potentially take this week off and give the girls a bit of a break is that right? Yeah, no. Look, look again. As I said earlier on the, in the conversation, Marina, we've been on the road for a long time, so we're kind of giving girls a time back, you know. So they've they go to this week off, and it's more of a down week than anything. We'll we might do a recovery activity there later on in the week, and see if we can get get as you practice games that are hard to get at the moment for you know the rest of the girls because you know they need to get their chance to put up their hand now for you know for for spots on the team as well. So it's most important that we get those girls opportunities. Um, but yeah, no. Look, they deserve they deserve a few days off. 
have to go do their own thing and you know enjoy enjoy their personal life too. You know you have to remember the commitment as you said they put in. You know we have to we have to reward the group as well. So yeah, to come back to come back hungry and that's the main thing. You certainly have to have a balance, all right, with that. Shem Kelly, my thanks as always for joining us here on Come On Account. Congratulations on the position that you're in at the minute in topping the table in uh, Group One or Group Two. I can't because uh, my notes are gone all over the place here with me. But anyway, whether it's Group One or Group Two, well done, top of the table for now. Anyway, and we'll await the results of the rest of the matches and see whether you're going to be in that semi-final or indeed an All Ireland quarter-final coming up in a couple of weeks' time. And it is indeed Group One. So well done to yourself and the rest of the team. And as always, thanks for joining me here on Come On Kind. Thanks very much, Baron. Talk soon. That was Shem Kelly, the intermediate manager there, and brilliant performance by the team as well. Anya, I just mentioned it a few moments ago. I suppose the fact that Kilkenny uh, and Shem said it as well, they've been going a long time with the Leinster Championship straight into the All Ireland series. That's their third game in a row. Yeah. You know, the seniors are getting a bit of a break in between it. You know, there's uh, two more games to go. Galway have two games to go. Um, Cork have one game to go. Dublin have one game to go. And there's a two week break now for them because Galway and Dublin is out the 24th. So there's no game this weekend. The following game is on the 1st of July. So Kilkenny now have to wait until after the 1st of July to yeah. see whether they're going to be in a quarterfinal or a semifinal. So yeah. quarterfinal is down for the 8th, which is a week after. Yeah. The semifinals not down, I don't think, until the same weekend as the seniors, which is the 22nd. Mm-hmm. So potentially Shem Kelly could be looking at a five week break before their next game. Yeah, it's a hard one, really. And I just... Okay, do you know what? I know it probably has a lot. I'm, I'm sure there is a reasoning behind it. Um, but I just feel like... Like I mentioned it to somebody today, they asked me, you know, the inter- they said the intermediates had a great win at the weekend, and I said, yeah, but that's their group stage is finished, and they couldn't kind of get over it. They were like, geez, that's very, very fast. Like you know, three weekends in a row, and they're done. And I was like, yeah, and they've topped the group, and they're like. Why is it like when is there all Ireland semi finals? Like, we can't say, that's so we not don't going know. To be for another yeah. few weeks, you'd kind of wonder is it a hindrance really on a team like that? They're not getting competitive, like you know, they could have easily, I'm not going to say easily, they could have maybe, um, you know, broadened, stretched them out and given like a week break between each game. And it would have maybe made the championship more kind of enticing, really, as well. But I feel like they've had their three games, yeah, and we don't know whether it's Kildare, obviously, Kildare pulling out, it could have had that kind would have had the effect that would have as had, well. Yeah. I'm sure they would have had to play Kildare probably in the next week or so anyway. So obviously with that game taken out. Actually that makes more sense you know, now that the games take because there's only yeah. one games on certain days etc. So yeah, like yeah. that was probably that was probably a huge factor in it. You'd kind of wonder now is it maybe a hindrance that you know Kilkenny have are in that situation like so they've got five weeks definitely where they're not going to have any games no competitive games whereas the likes of Cork and Galway will be getting competitive games they'll be kind of peaking into their championship form you know four weeks three four weeks after Kilkenny are Kilkenny going to lose that form I hope not I don't think they will I think the lads will have a really good plan in place for them side for that, it's hard it is. it's hard to manage that yeah but you know, he can also get injuries and sorted, get them back and get them and sorted and etc you yeah. know whereas the other matches you could pick up any kind of little yeah. niggles or knocks or whatever that could affect them so mm. you know it's a catch kind of a 22 yeah. you're either in a win or a lose situation yeah. so you yeah, know pros the, and cons exactly and, but I suppose like he's probably maybe kind of like you know while the momentum is there let's get more matches yeah 
and you know and that's a big thing you can't thing. beat momentum yeah. but the fact that they have been on the road for so long yeah. I think they had one week break in between the, the Leinster Championship potentially um, for the quarterfinal and semi-final or something because they've literally been going I think for I think they've had six weeks six, in a row have six, they? six, seven weekends in a row yeah do you know like which is and I suppose like maybe it the rest will toll. do them yeah the rest will do them but then like it's five weeks rest is it too much? Yeah. But listen. We give out about that with the hurlers. Yeah. Like, does it have a detrimental effect, etc.? Yeah. But, but again, they could be in a quarter final spot, so they could be out in another three weeks' time. Yeah. Which is I, not as bad as five. No, it's certainly not. And do you know what? I'd love to see them in a quarter final. I think, yeah, it would be, and I'm sure their management is probably like, oh, God, let's just get straight to the semi final one to be great. I think for that competitiveness, I think just maybe just I I would hate to be going into an All Ireland semi final row. Cold, do you know that kind of yeah. way? I, I I wouldn't personally like it. And I know you're taking the extra gamble, right? I could be sixty minutes away from an All Ireland final, or I could be sixty minutes away from an All Ireland semi final. And I suppose that's the way they're kind of now. Obviously, they don't know it's going to be drawn out of a hat or whatever the case may be, but. I think I'd love to just have that quarter, that extra competitive game if it if I had the option. Right, let's move along then to Group Two in the intermediates, and it is going to be the meeting of Carlo and Derry at the weekend. Now we did say last weekend that Derry doesn't travel well. Well, big God, they certainly travelled well to yeah. Carlo because they came away with a big victory. I'm not going to call out the score, yeah. but there, there was a substantial difference in the scoreline. Carlo was at home. Disappointment for Carlo after a very good result against Antrim but as Chapclear alluded to it there is always going to be bigger tests when it comes to different things and Derry seems to be a huge test for Carlo at the weekend but they'll bounce back I I don't think that's going to define them they're still in with a shout to qualify now to the group for the knockout stages yeah 100% Um, I think you know it'll it'll just make them strong it'll just make them stronger and I think this is probably this is a fear of not knowing what the likes of Derry, Mead and Kerry are like at the moment we haven't had the privilege of you know playing against them in the league and I think that's my biggest fear, you know, for Kilkenny, from a Kilkenny point of view, not knowing exactly what these teams are like. And I suppose Carlo had to feel the blunt of it at the weekend as well. Yeah, well, I mean, look at Antrim going back a couple of yeah. seasons ago, you know, yeah, when we came up again. It's, it's so, a tough one, yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be easy. Right, there is one game on this weekend coming, and that's the meeting of Wexford and Antrim. That is on at three o'clock in Belfield, and that is on on Saturday. So, with Wexford currently at the bottom of the table I bet to make sure I'm right on that I am um, an Antrim with the draw against Carlo from only their first game played can Antrim take the three points in this one and go second in the table or can Wexford cause an upset I think Antrim need to get a victory from this if you know it'll probably come down to themselves and Derry in that group um, but Wexford down in Wexford and especially, I suppose, after the seniors having a big result at the weekend, there's definitely momentum flying down in Wexford. So it, it's a hard one. Uh, but I, I think Antrim might just scrape it. Yeah. OK. Uh, there was two games played then in Group 3 last weekend. The first of them was the meeting of Westmeath and Leash. Now, from our point of view, it was probably a little bit closer maybe than we thought it might have been. But it did end up for victory for Westmeath. 217 to 110 in the first one. But I think more telling is the next result because Kerry and Meath went up against one another in the league section. Mm-hmm. Kerry beat Meath in Meath. Mm-hmm. They went along and played in the league final. Kerry beat Meath. Mm-hmm. 
Meath travelled down to Kerry at the weekend and came away with a very big victory 315 to 11 points yeah huge result you, you could, for both Westmead and for Meath yeah you could probably turn around and say it's kind of like Cork and Kilkenny in the intermediate you know Cork beating them you know in, in the league and next thing Kilkenny turn around and ter- overturning that 8 point loss in the league final to an 8 point victory in the championship so league league uh, format re- or yeah the, you know our form really doesn't have does much when it comes into championship absolutely not not at all it's I feel like the league it's a great competition and it's an absolute honour to win it brilliant um, but I feel like the league is really letting managers especially new managers know who they have what they have and what they're capable of doing and I think when it comes to championship that's really where it's your down to the business end of the year. Yeah, well, that leaves us then with, uh, I actually forgot to do the tables for the seniors. So what I'm actually going to do is do the table for the intermediate first. So after the games played this weekend in Group 1, as we said, Kilkenny finished all their games. They're top of the table with nine points currently with a plus 34 score difference. Cork are in second place with three points and a plus four difference. Galway and Dublin, yes, to register any scores. And there is three teams coming out of this group the group winners as we say go into the hat and that'll be decided then later on what happens and teams two and three then go straight into the quarterfinals so that's still very very interesting it looks like potentially that Kilkenny are going to top that group there um, which I think they are now yeah, because Cork because. Won, yeah, yeah. so the Kilkenny are going to go straight into the draw for either the semi-final or the, inter- or the quarterfinal I should say in group two then Derry have two games played they're top with six points Antrim and Carlo are a point apiece but Antrim have one game played Carlo have two games played and Wexford have one game played as well and they're down at the bottom of the table and in group three it's a lot tighter at the top of the table Meath are on top with two wins from two they're on six points with a plus 41 score difference West Meath in second place with four points they have two games played they have a plus 10 difference and Kerry then coming in third place with one point after their draw with uh, West Meath in the first game and that right yes it was yeah. um, so that's that's telling on that one so Kerry with a little bit to do to come out of that group but I'd imagine um, that they are going to do so right I'm going to flip back then to the tables in the senior because I should have done them earlier as well in group one in the senior championship with one game played uh, in this only it is Kerry or sorry not Kerry Clare and Galway on top of the table with three points each Clare actually on top at the minute with a plus five score difference Cork and Down yes to register a score but as we said they have games the weekend coming in group two Tipperary are top of the table after their big victory over Dublin Kilkenny and Wexford with one point each obviously they have no score difference because that ended in a draw Dublin down to the bottom of the table in group three Waterford and Antrim at the top as well Waterford with a very healthy plus 20 score difference though in that game so it's looking good for the Dacia women down there as well as they progress and as we said already with the fixtures coming up things are going to get interesting right uh, moving along to the junior championship which I should have done last week but I forgot all about to be honest with you Um, Tipperary and Wicklow played one another last weekend and it was a very big victory for Tipperary in that one over Wicklow Uh, so Tipperary are 
going um, I think that's the first game actually in that one so we'll go back to the table in a minute because there's not too many teams in group one in group two there was also two games at the weekend Offaly and Mayo was playing against one another this seemed to be a cracker draw game in Bor 1-9-12 points um, so that was a, a most entertaining game there while Armagh who would have real aspirations of winning the junior championship this year after being beaten I think in the last three if I'm not mistaken without looking at the, mm-hmm. the proper fixtures but off the top of my head I think it's three in a row they've lost they beat Limerick 218 to 16 in the athletic grounds in Armagh actually a place I was never in mm. in all of the venues I have been I have never been in the athletics grounds and there was suppose to be two matches on last weekend between Roscommon Louth Clare and Tyrone but there's no results gone up for them oh you have them here right they're not gone up on the website yet good woman so uh, Roscommon 417 to Louth's 12 points and Clare with a very big uh, healthy victory over Tyrone in that one good woman yourself so website not updated yet on it that result means then that Clare obviously go top of the table because they have two games played two victories and they have a much healthier score difference as well Ross Common uh, did Ross Common play they did so they actually have three games so actually Ross Common will go top of the table with three games played in that um, and Clare coming in second place as well Tyrone and Louth yet to get off the score sheet in group two Armagh top of the table with six points from two games played Limerick in second place with three points and Mayo and Offaly with one point each that could become all down to a vital spot of who's going to qualify for a quarterfinal spot as well and interesting enough I don't know probably they're going to work this now because there's only three teams in group one so we may have to get out the uh, the master fixtures plan to see what the story is there but Cavan is on top of the minute with three points from one game played Tipperary also on three points from one game played Wicklow down at the bottom Two games played and no points. So that's the way that is working. Right, that is all of the championship games. Obviously, the under-16s are still on a hiatus because the exam breaks are going on. And to anyone still doing your exams, keep the flag flying. You're <coughs> going very well. Not long left now in them. Um, obviously, the Kilkenny Poke Father is yes. on tomorrow. Joint venture between the Hurling and the uh, Camogie is on there. So it all kicks off at 6 o'clock with the under 16s and the adults getting off at 7 o'clock. Right, I am going to go to the Glen Gymplex Premier Junior. So, the Premier Junior has 12 teams, three groups of four. That's not the case because there's only three groups in one of them which is a problem because obviously then somebody pulls out. Uh, because I'm looking at the master fixture plan and the Glendimplex Premier Junior Championship and Nancy Murray Cup should have 12 teams but we don't have 12 teams we only have 11 so we'll have to see how that one goes and wait but anyway we'll we'll find out eventually how that's going um, Puckfather yes I've mentioned that a uh, couple of the schools games was played as well during the week um, a couple of Shield finals so congratulations to our Shield winners there um, and I should really know them off the top of my head but I don't and I do apologise for that so let's uh, see if I can 
find out who our winners are. I keep forgetting about checking the school results. Um when they come into us uh, the school's results well we do know that Kim McHow uh, yeah. and Donna Megan played last week because I was actually in the middle for that one very entertaining game and Kim McHow won that one so well done to Kim McHow there in the Shield final played yesterday in the Ryan D Shield final it was Greg Nomanis Skiok who took on Liz Downey and it was Greg Nomanis Skiok who came away with the victory there 11-2 to 5-2 um, let me see is there an other one coming up here anywhere uh, schools 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 no I see a lot of under 14 results and the whole lot um, no but while I'm talking about it under 14 there was a couple of finals on the weekend so Friday night Aaron Zone was crowned the under 14 FOILA league champions so well done to them there was finals then on Saturday and the was wins for Bennett's Bridge and for Mullinavat as well so well done to both of those teams they are league champions at under 14 level couple more to be played during the week as well um, a more minute ah here's the Shield uh, oh no they're the semi-finals I'm looking at um, for the, the other ones but anybody that played in a Shield final and the result is not up yet well done to everybody congratulations um, there is one on tomorrow uh, I think as well between Gail Skull Osri and there is somebody else playing in it and it did go up again earlier on I tell you Anya there's so many fixtures it is yeah. so hard actually to keep a hold of every one of them Gail Skull and St. Candice's uh, is that who it is? Yep. The Ryan A. Shield final. That it's at is... 3 o'clock tomorrow in Larchfield. It is, in Larchfield. Yes, good one. So the very best of luck to everybody there. Right. Anything else that I'm forgetting in the meantime because I can't hear anything anyway because my headphones are gone off me. So um, I don't think we've anything else camogie related, have we? My tournament. Yes, your tournament. How's it going? We have gone above and beyond and exceeded our expectations oh as to what we were what we were going to have um, we've actually had to put a cap on it so we are delighted to announce we have 16 teams wow that's unreal yeah and you were a bit worried with anybody going <laughs> to I thought we'd only have it. like 4 or 5 um, but it um, yeah we have 16 teams coming from it um, I can see the steam coming out of the head already oh, like it's absolutely crazy but you know what it's great we're getting such great support from it yeah so we have 16 teams coming from between Kilkenny and Tipperary which is great to see from all levels junior, intermediate and senior and I suppose the big advantage there is without count, with, when you don't have county players it really does even things up and it's seven aside as well so you know we're so excited about that um, we have all our official referees have all been um, have all agreed to come so we have four official referees coming on the day as well um, we also have the You're not one of them I take it so? No I'm not we have the brew that's a pity. I could have went and started abusing her on the sideline if she had to. <laughs> no, but you can certainly come. I think, come on, Kyle should make um should make um a day of it and come out and join us for the crack. Um, I'm waiting for a task is to go ahead. I'm actually assuming you're going to be doing that as well. <laughs> we help enough as it is now. Come on now, to, come on yeah. to be fair. <laughs> yeah, we're we're so excited. We have the brew box, and I'm really sorry, Lee, if I'm getting this wrong. The brew buggy 
Horsebox Coffee will be he's bringing his horse box for the day as well which is great to see he's going to come out so he's going to have teas, coffees uh, hot chocolates some snacks and all of that um, the Order of Malta is going to be there as well so we're going to make sure everybody is really, really looked after We've got, yeah do you know what because it's kind of gone to a stage where like if you're going to do it we're going to do it right and it's big, go big or go home um, so that's so we're absolutely delighted with all the teams that have come back to us I actually have a waiting list of teams um, wanting to get well, into well fingers it. crossed now that everything will go according yeah, to plan hopefully, and everybody listen, will turn up and it will that's it exactly so like I'll be sending out an email in the next um, week or so to teams and we'll do the groups Good. and all that we so, can't yeah, we're so wait excited. send us in an invitation we will and if, if other teams actually want to do to get involved let me know because we will put you on the waiting list for it so absolutely and if you want to do the draw live on come on kind get people to listen Why in not? to it we will certainly do that for Why you not? no problem at all exactly right we have to give a big shout out obviously because I'm just after remembering Anya talking about a big blitz there is a huge interprovincial under 14 blitz going ahead in Rat Downey uh, at Rat League actually sorry uh, is it Rat League yeah Rat the Port- League. yeah Port Leash GAA Port Leash. grounds in Rat League 28 inter-county teams at under 14 wow. level it is the biggest inter-provincial blitz day taking part in the whole of the country and it is going to be one hell of a day um, it's going to be busy uh, I have to give a huge shout out to Linda Kenny who has really put everything together um, on it because of the vacancy in the development officer's role at the minute and she's kind of taking on that a bit as well but she look as we said already no better woman she has everything ready to go uh, it's military precision all be done so I'm looking forward to a huge great day and the whole I'll be there I will barking orders probably mm-hmm. with the boss as I'll usual but um, yeah it's, go- it's going to be great and we have three Kilkenny teams taking part in it so the very best of luck to our Black Ambers and the Stripes team um, and hopefully we can have uh, some victories in that coming home so Tullerone players I'm assuming are on it as well somewhere along the line there yeah. has to because there's clubs represented from yeah. every uh, part of the county so yeah we wish everybody well Right, that's it. We have the Puckfather tomorrow evening. We have your tournament coming up. We have a couple of special shows coming up as well. One of them is actually going to be for the World Games. Now, if anybody listens to our podcast, apart from Sandra Holland out in uh, America, which we know that she is, we will be hoping that people taking part in Dubai or Australasia or Asia or anywhere in the world, Canada, wherever you are, if you are part of a GEA or a Camogie team, an expat from Ireland and you are coming back to Derry to take part in this year's World Games, we would love to hear from you um, because we would love to put a panel together, do a few interviews, get to know what's happening, your fundraising efforts, etc. So if you want to get in contact with us, you can do so. You can email me through martinquilty at kclr96fm.com and I will more than delighted to get uh, back and reply back and hopefully we can get a couple of interviews with you as well. Um, so yeah please do that we would love to hear from all our expats around the globe who are coming home to take part in this year's World Games which will be held in Derry in 
July so that's yeah. going to come up shortly so please do get in contact I know you have contacts in Australia mm-hmm. so we might use some of them and we have other places out uh, foreign as well that I know I that I can get in contact a couple of girls on the couple of Kilkenny girls on the is it Crave Podrick Crave Podrick yeah. yeah, they're coming definitely because they did fundraising first yeah there's a couple of girls from the Crave Podrick team that are actually from Kilkenny well we can't hear yeah. you over there at the far side because you're not on a microphone so we have Crave Podrick is one of the teams that is coming Pats, yep. Pats, yeah. Um, so yeah Look, well, there's if you're representatives from St. Pat's yeah. on the Australia yeah. yeah, but they're from if you're the out there, girls. Yeah. If you're out there so. anywhere in the globe mm. and you want to get in contact with us and give your team or your region or wherever you're playing coming into Ireland, you want to give it a bit of promotion, you want to do an interview with us, we'd love to hear from you, please, because we want to do a special uh, World Games programme before, probably the week before the World Games start, and we would love really to have you um, in contact with us so the email address again is Martin Quilty that's Q-U-I-L-T-Y at K-C-L-R 96 F-M dot com and please do because we would love to hear from you right it is late on this Monday evening that we are recording it's time for us to say good night bid you farewell hopefully you're enjoying the podcast don't forget wherever you get your podcast from we are available from tomorrow morning please do listen in we do appreciate it so much and until next Monday we will see you then please be careful mind yourselves mind each other and always enjoy your sport for myself and on you here from Studio 2 in KCLR it's a very goodbye bye, bye. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Yeah.